This is episode 15 of Dad Doesn't Know About This Podcast. This is our last episode of season one. So thank you to everybody who's been listening along with us, giving us feedback and ideas and laughing along the way. John and I have had a great time doing this. It's been, I think I said this pretty early on, this has been really just a project for us to have and enjoy together and for us to have a chance to catch up and just laugh and be goofy idiots once a week, which has been a, a blast. So big thanks to John for making time to indulge me in this ridiculous little side project that we've been undertaking these last few months. And thanks to everybody for listening. If you're not already, please like, follow, comment on iTunes or Apple Music. Um, like and comment on SoundCloud. And for season two, who knows? We're looking at maybe hopping on some other podcast delivery mechanisms, sites, whatever, whatever they call it these days. I don't even know. There's so much to know about this stuff that I definitely did not have an appreciation for going in. So I will say that I have a, a, a newfound respect for people that do this week in and week out with creating content, editing, finding guests. There's a lot of moving parts that go into something like this. So thanks again to everybody for listening. John and I get into food-related memories in this episode, which is a topic we thought would be fun to discuss, just kind of having it come up here and there in previous discussions. And it's certainly something that evokes a lot of memories. <laughs> and we get into several of those. We, we start talking about a wedding that John went to and then just get into several ridiculous food-related memories that, that obviously make us laugh. So thanks again, everybody, for listening. And please enjoy episode 15, Food, There's No Recourse When You're Dead. If there's anybody that has any reason, and at, you're, at this point you're scared of that, some nut's going to jump up and go, hey, I love her and she's carrying my baby. <laughs> <laughs> Which bit is that? I... <laughs> it's Jeff Boxworthy. I, yeah, I recognize the comic, but I can't remember the bit, like the context that that was in. No weddings, I assume. Uh, well, speaking of weddings, so no good food to speak of at this wedding? <clears throat> How was the cake? That's the mark that of a good wedding. I don't even have any. What? I'm not big into cake. They had three different kinds. And you didn't have any but, of them? Uh, no, not <sighs> big into cake. Why the hell else do you go to a wedding? <laughs> it's not for the cake. For what? The people? I don't Come know. On. <laughs> Obligation. <laughs> as long as there's mm -hmm. decent food. I mean, yeah, yeah, the food was fine. and I just, like, it had been forever since I had been in a church and... I swear to God, there was more prayer during the ceremony than there are commercials in a football game. It was just like, yeah, like at one point, we like prayed, and I'm looking at the program, and it said, exchange vows, exchange rings, prayer, recession, blah, blah, and so they do the vows, and then it should go into exchanging the rings, but we, he's like, let's pray. It's like, God damn it, you gotta be <laughs> fucking kidding me. We're gonna be in here all day. Why was not it, just, why not just pray mass? like at the beginning? No, we were at a Lutheran church. <sighs> but it's like, why not just get it all into one? That's exactly, <laughs> there will be no prayer or any kind of activity adjacent to prayer in whatever ceremony <laughs> that Brett and I end up doing. Though, I mean, I made it, 
very clear to our officiant, like there is to be no mention of God. There is to be no allusion to scripture, no reading of scripture, no prayer, no mention of, you know, (laughs) anything adjacent (laughs) to that. And she was like, great, fine. You know, there's perfectly secular ways of doing it. And I guess I just don't understand philosophically having a lesbian wedding in a church. I mean, under what illusions are you like that church is indifferent to you at best. I I don't know. Maybe they have a different experience. It just seems very odd to me to have a wedding in a church in general, I guess now, but especially a non-traditional wedding, like a same-sex wedding. I I think churches, especially here, more progressive that way. That makes sense. Seattle churches are different from Texas churches, probably, in a lot of fundamental ways. Yeah, you want to pray, do it on your own goddamn time. (laughs) This is Seattle. (laughs) Welcome to Seattle. (laughs) Pay your money to register your car. Pray on your own goddamn time. (laughs) (laughs) There's a Chamber of Commerce slogan that they can have. Free for me to them. Well, I'm disappointed you didn't have any cake at this wedding because that's the only reason, that's the primary reason I'm, I'm, I'm ever excited to go to a wedding. It's cake. Well, to me, cake is just cake. I've never had cake, like, at least since I was a kid. And, like, it was still a new thing. But in my adult life, I haven't had cake where I'm like, wow, <laughs> that was a cake. It just <laughs> is. <laughs> See, and cake is exactly the kind of thing I think stuff like that about. And that's not to say that I haven't had some, like, great food in my adult life. Because, yeah, I've been lucky enough to have some great food in my adult life. I just, I've always been a sweet tooth. I don't know when that started or why, but it's the sweets that I'm just can't get enough of. I can say no to a burger and fries, but if you told me I had to give up, like, frosting, like cake, candy, fuck you. (laughs) I'll die early. I don't care. My quality of life is more important than longevity. Yeah, I mean, I'm just not yeah, not quite the same. I mean, I'll eat all of it. Like, <laughs> I like it. But, yeah, like I said, cake to me is cake. Unless, of course, it's like grocery store cake. And then cake is not even food at that point. Yeah, depending on the grocery store. But, yes, I agree with you. Grocery stores have this way of making this bullshit room temperature cool whip consistency and taste frosting. A top, yeah, I don't, why? A, it, it's awful. It's an insult to cake, first <laughs> of all. And second, it's just like, why Why have I even bothered putting this? It just it gives the illusion of cake, but it's fucking terrible and a disgrace to cake. Yeah, like I can't even describe the consistency on it. It's not, it's Twinkie-like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the cake yeah. has that like, you know how Twinkies, like the outer... I don't want to say shell because it doesn't have a shell, but like the outer oh, crust, the cake. outermost, yeah, the outermost strata of a, of a Twinkie <laughs> kind of almost has like not a crisp to it, but there's like a, an adherence to the crumb layer of it that just like <laughs> gives it a little something. And then it's like a little spongier in the middle and there's like that Cool Whip like cream consistency. That's exactly what it is. H-E-B mm. cake is like... Yeah, it's like a big Twinkie. It's a big Twinkie. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of fucked up. Because even by my standards, Twinkies are a little suspect. And I'll eat some garbage food, that's for damn sure. 
Well, well it, I just don't understand, like, with such better options available, why you, anybody would decide on a Twinkie. Well, I know, and <laughs> I'm fortunate enough in my life to be able to decide between a Twinkie or something better than a Twinkie or not a Twinkie, but yeah. as kids, I mean, I couldn't get enough of that shit because we got it so rarely. Well, yeah. Whenever we got sugar cereal in the house, it was gone within... I want to say a day, maybe a day and a half, because yeah. it just... The depending s- on the box size. Exactly. Depending on the box size and, and depending on the cereal. I won't even say depending on the cereal. It was just dependent on the quantity. Like, <laughs> just what quantity are were we up against? But we would consume that as fast as possible because we never knew when the next time we would get that would be. It's like the scarcity... Yeah idea i mean you plant that seed of scarcity (laughs) yeah you plant that seed that seed of scarcity with kids and it's like if you can never have this and it's like it's out of reach it's out of touch it's something we never or rarely get like whenever we did get it it was just like (laughs) how fast could we consume it because yeah we were in competition with each other because (laughs) you had to get the most because, like you say, you never know when you were going to get it again. Exactly. Could Fucking hate people. Could be a matter. Yeah, it could be a matter of weeks. Mom months, and dad's. Years. Yes, mom and dad's view on junk food essentially turned us into cave people that were constantly in competition with each other when it came to the junk food because we never knew when we'd get it next. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which makes me still think that if you have a healthy attitude towards food and like you know, making vegetables appealing and knowing how to prepare vegetables in a way that's appealing and acknowledging that junk food exists, but not, you know, pushing it or having that be the only thing available. Basically, it's like the same concept as like, I don't know, teenage abstinence. Like if you, if you teach them that it's like, it's something you never do, you can't do, you can't have it. It's the worst thing you could do. It's going to be the only thing you want to do. So what the fuck's the point? Seriously. It's all an option. Well, when we thought about talking about food, the first thing I thought of was mom's weird obsession with, like, diet and fad food. (coughs) I remember Snackwell's cookies being in the house (laughs) on at least a somewhat regular basis. Yeah. Back in the early and mid and even late 90s when low-fat was the diet du jour and <laughs> carbs carbs didn't even come into the conversation i swear until the mid 2000s like you could eat yeah. as much bread as you fucking wanted <laughs> like as long as yeah. it was low <laughs> fat who gave a shit yeah back when like animal fats were the devil and eggs started getting a bad rap and all this which is bullshit <laughs> diet stupidity i know eggs are fucking great <laughs> too bad egg got bad pr back in the 90s well, yeah, mom would... Uh, <laughs> One of those, like, would... yeah, creeps got to you, too, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> and it, like, squeaks away down the hall. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah mom... I remember her... Uh, had, I don't know why they chose this venue, but she was in, what was it, first place? Yeah. Through the church that was, like, a workout, like, a all... I think it was all women, and was... if there were men, there weren't that many. Diet, exercise, support group of sorts, and... For some reason, they had a meeting at Steak and Ale, <laughs> and they're all, like, eating salads and, ch- like, unseasoned chicken breasts, and I decided to get a slice of Mississippi mud pie. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> m- Mom said all these people are just, like, 
just I uh, just staring hard, just like, oh my god, like, <laughs> they're gonna jump the table and <laughs> attack a little kid. That's hilarious that she let you order dessert for dinner, essentially, or was it after dinner? I don't remember. Yeah, you probably were too little. That's funny that she brought you to the diet meeting. To be the, the person that they all could live vicariously through when you ordered a dessert and ate it all in front of them. Oh, it never stops. And everything this what's bad one decade is good for you the next. And <laughs> This decade, yeah. yeah. No, that's true. This decade's carbs are probably the next decade's fat or cholesterol or whatever ions they they'll, discover are going to be bad for you. They'll find some something comparable to trans fats and... Nobody even knows what it is. It's just a four-letter deal that precedes fats, and they know it's bad. It's they couldn't tell you why. But yes. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like I said, I've I've been sleeping for three hours. I feel exhausted for As some I reason. Was um, but yeah, it's just stuff that people get told, and then they just automatically believe it. It's like, yeah. well, why would they lie? Not, yeah. It's not just, it's not necessarily that they're lying. They just may not have all the facts at this particular point. So, yeah, I just eat whatever. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> There's fat in it. Money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I like. I could never be vegan. No, I don't think I could either. I could mm. for a period of time. Well, like, like if you made me, I'd, yeah. Honestly, I don't think vegan baked goods are that bad. <laughs> in fact, I prefer the vegan frosting to regular frosting, at least at the places in Austin. Really? It's sweeter and it's less heavy. It's got less <clears throat> animal stuff and more sugar, which is probably <laughs> yeah, it'd be, the magic formula. I'd be, cur be curious what the substitutions are. I don't know. But uh, the bakery that's unfortunately about two blocks away from our house does a bang-up job of it. They really do have, like, great vegan baked goods that make a whole manner of stuff. And all of it is that it I've had all, is at least passable. Is it all vegan or just uh, they yeah. happen to have some? It's all vegan. Some of it's vegan gluten-free, too. But it's all yeah. baseline, at least vegan. Um, it's called Capital City Bakery in Austin, Texas, for any of you uh, interested locals out there. <laughs> yeah. They do. Cutting around the area. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they want to sponsor this show, I'm more than open to it. But I'm there once every week to two weeks at minimum, buying cupcakes mm. or some treat or another. Some such deal. Some such deal. So, yeah, sweets have always been my thing. Cake, frosting, the sweeter the better. Like candy, Halloween candy was always a big deal between us. Like that was usually the only, well, aside from Christmas and to a lesser degree, like Valentine's Day, but the only time of year we were allowed to have access to a large quantity of candy at one time was Halloween. Yeah. <clears throat> so that was always a big deal. Yeah, I can't really think of any other time. That we had candy? Yeah, I mean, maybe on vacation. Maybe, yeah, vacations and, like, in stockings is the only thing I was thinking of. Um, get that damn orange. The orange and the Lifesavers book. I'm glad that other people remember the Lifesavers book because we got that every year along with an orange <laughs> in our stockings. And sometimes still do. Sometimes mom will fuck with us and stick an orange in that stocking and just... <laughs> <laughs> just mail us an orange. Christmas! <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't even know why that started. Like, was that a tradition in the past that they were just keeping alive, or did they just like During one the year decide to? Maybe you think it was like yeah, a depression like, era thing where you know. Well, they didn't even grow up in the depression, so I don't know where they would have gotten that. Well, they didn't, but their parents would have. Um, at least immediately yeah, I mean, after the depression. I don't know. But I mean, if you're out of the depression, I don't know why you would keep jam and oranges into people's stockings. <laughs> Somebody answer that for us. <laughs> why fruit and Christmas stockings? Pearl, we're against. State your, state your position and let us know. They probably just had two oranges that were about to turn and were like, well, maybe they'll eat them. <laughs> there's, there's not even a good story behind it. It's just they're offloading expiring fruit onto their own children. Yeah, maybe they just, they'll just burn through eating all this candy so fast that they'll just, without even knowing, eat an orange. They won't even notice. They'll just burn right through yeah. it like a couple yeah, of fucking they'll peel it like They'll peel it like a candy wrapper and <laughs> go for it. <laughs> Stupid kids. Oh, you were not. You are just eating a damn orange. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite episodes. Oh, my God. We can't make it through an episode without a movie reference or a Simpsons reference, usually both. But that's a perfectly yeah. great Simpsons reference, so I'm accepting it. It's a perfectly cromulent reference. Yeah. <laughs> Other than snack wells, I remember growing up and waiting for the Schwan Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, we did get that every once in a while. There was, like, some, a few, like, ice cream bars that yeah. we were all fond of. But, yeah, Mom did her best to, like, not get them. But then, yeah, we ended up getting them. Yeah. Is Either that, not get them or get them and do a good job of hiding them. As good a job as she could pull off. Well, I was going to say, there's only one place you're going to be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ice cream bars, you can't exactly hide under the bed or in a shoebox <laughs> in the closet, unfortunately yeah. for you. Yeah. But, yeah, a lot of the it's stuff just... that she ever got from the Schwan man was, like, you know, frozen meats, shit that wasn't ice yeah. cream. <laughs> Which, why bother? Yeah if, it's not, yeah, if it's not ice cream, I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Why bother? Oh, my God. <laughs> and that's another thing. When we ever got, you know, ice cream bars, we would eat them as quickly as we could possibly get away with because we didn't know when the next time we'd get to get them was going to be. So scarcity syndrome at its finest. <laughs> Is the Schwan Man still a thing? Um, you know, I don't know. I wouldn't doubt that it is in certain areas. I mean, by still a thing is in, like, the guy who goes around in the truck and delivers things. You think it's gone more the yeah. way of just, like, a true Amazon model where it's all online? And I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure it's online. I mean, I doubt that, yeah, it's still how it was in the mid-90s. But. Are there, are there, there's got to be. Like, both of our grandmothers order things from catalogs over the <laughs> phone rather than online doing looking up schwann's well <laughs> schwann's online grocery store <laughs> yeah now it's like a really low rent amazon fresh or something it's just frozen goods they have a uh an entire bars and sticks <laughs> <laughs> tab 
<laughs> Do they have anything that looks like it's familiar from growing up? Well, that's what I was curious. I vaguely remember one, but all right. Nothing that looks. I think it was these. The signature gold and nougat bars. Mm, nougat or it, bars. It looks like, well, it looks like, I don't see any nougat in there. It just looks like an ice cream Snickers. Well, that would be the nougat and caramel in the middle, in which case that sounds delightful. But I don't see any nougat in it. And how do you freeze nougat? That's true. Like a, when you freeze the three musketeers, it just turns into a brick, basically. Hey, you can't even bite through the thing. Yeah, it'll break your teeth if you're not careful. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, so... <clears throat> oh, yeah, I remember those, too. The silver mint bars. Oh, yeah, like the mint chocolate ones? Mm-hmm. Those are bomb. Well, growing up in Texas, there was always the mainstay that was, like, the popular regional ice cream at the time, and still is, Bluebell, which it's still... Is dynamite. Is a big thing down here. Yeah, people are loyal to Bluebell even after their um, salmonella incident a couple of summers ago. <laughs> Believe it or not, they're, yeah, people are still very brand loyal and everybody in Texas loves Bluebell. And I include myself in that group. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, like, it's hard to not be turned away, I guess, when incidents like that happen. But I also feel like if you're making that much product, I mean, something is bound to just happen. <laughs> like, I mean... You know, I kind of... I agree. I agree. Shit's gonna happen, and you hope that it doesn't, of course, but it's like... Yeah. There's, there's bound to be a few casualties. If it means I'm still able to have Bluebell, <laughs> I don't know what I would allow... Would I allow somebody getting chopped up in a machine? Eh, probably not. That's got to be bad for business. That's just the cost of doing business, really. <laughs> That's like that book, The Jungle, that outlaw, like does a... Oh, yeah. The whole... Yeah, about uh, the, like turn-of-the-century meat Meat processing, processing. industry expose. Yeah. yeah, Upton uh, Sinclair. Isn't that the name of that author? I believe it yeah, is. Yeah, I think so. Um, uh but yeah, people falling into those machines left and right. God, I, you know, the minute I start to bitch either to myself or to other people about the shitty things happening in my life or things that are going in a way that I would not prefer, you think about stuff like that and it's like, well, <laughs> it could have been a lot worse. I could have been born even 50 years ago or 100 years ago <laughs> when shit like that was going on. People falling into giant you know, machines at work and there being no real legal recourse system for coming back from something like that. It's just... Well, there might be for your family, but when you're dead, I mean, yeah, there is no recourse. <laughs> There's no recourse when you're That's dead. That's it. Yeah. The problem with... Well, do you still ever do fast food? Uh, like, like for myself? Time time? Yeah, like just... You're in an airport, or you just want, like, a shitty burger real quick, like... Yeah. Oh, well, I don't even have to be in an airport. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it depends on what kind of mood I'm in, especially at the airports. You know how sometimes when you're flying, or when you've been on vacation, and you just really feel like you need vegetables? Like, I can't eat any no. shitty food right now. Sometimes I'll get a salad in the airport. Anyway, 
I digress. So fast food wise, when it comes to like non-sweets, anything burger and fries, more often than not, I'll go to Whataburger and get a Whataburger, the regular size, dry, no sauces, nothing else on it except for raw onions. <laughs> and it's fucking delightful. God. Sometimes I'll get fries, no sometimes not, but... No sauce? No, generally no sauce. Sometimes I'll get a spicy ketchup and put a little bit on that, because Whataburger spicy ketchup, if you're not from Texas or have never had it, it's one of those things that's worth living down here during the heat of summer. It's just, Whataburger's fantastic. I have nostalgic memories for it, and just something about the smell. Whenever I eat one of those Whataburgers, invariably it's in my car. Either I'm like between something like work and an errand or work or some prior engagement or something and I have to eat it in my car, it makes my car smell like Whataburger for honest to God, three weeks after eating the burger. <laughs> like I can enter the car and be like, yep, that happened. Just. <clears throat> they said heat of the summer. I mean, yeah, nothing says refreshing like a dry onion laden burger when it's 105 <laughs> well, degrees. I mean, it's not coincidental that very rarely, especially during the heat of the summer, do I feel like eating a burger. Like, yeah. it's just, yeah, hot food during the summer, just, uh, which is good, because I need to be eating as few burgers as I can possibly get away with. But to answer your question in a roundabout way, uh, Whataburgers for burgers, and then Brett and I live devastatingly close to a Dairy Queen which is just south of us over the river, and we've been known to get blizzards about once a week on average. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Their, their food is nothing uh, nothing to write home about. Except the tacos. The blizzards. Yeah, except the hard, crispy tacos, which are actually good, especially when you and get... Dairy Queen? You wouldn't think. I know. But <laughs> they're of... At least at the Dairy Queen that we had. go to, they're always fresh, of good quality, and you can get jalapenos on them. Like, so I always get them without cheese and with jalapenos. Dynamite. As far as fast food tacos are concerned, those are among the best, in my opinion. Dairy Queen. Yeah. I'll say that on the record. <laughs> <laughs> and they're a hard shell ground beef deal? Well, they're no, uh, well, yeah, they're all, you know, real ground beef, real corn shell. They're not unidentifiable, unlike the jack-in-the-box two-for-99-cents tacos, which are not tacos by any stretch of the imagination. Those things are just like, they're like Hot Pockets, because I swear to God, they fry them in the same oil that they're frying like the chicken in and oh, other they shit. Are. So they just taste like a chicken sandwich. <laughs> Their tacos taste like a chicken sandwich, I swear. See, I just don't like hard shell tacos because they just fall the fuck apart. Well, I get that, and I like like the regular, you know, like the real tacos, the ones with the little tortillas with, you know, yeah, the real Mexican tacos. Those are probably my favorite. But as far as fast food hard shell tacos, Dairy Queen number one. Well, see, that's why I like Taco Bell's double decker taco. <laughs> They got the tortilla around the hard shell, keeps everything together. See, that is American ingenuity at its best, really. <laughs> Taco Bell menu items like the chalupa and ridiculous crap like that where it's like, you know, we haven't gone first world problem enough. People need help with keeping the shell together. 
It's the same problem as a Nature Valley granola bar. It just fucking bursts open and causes a scene <laughs> when you're trying to eat it. Throw a layer of refried beans and a tortilla <laughs> at the problem, and we'll just adhere it to itself, and then that'll just resolve itself. <laughs> and they weren't and wrong. People I gotta say, it. they they nailed it. Yeah, people love it, <laughs> including you, apparently. I'm fine with that. I'm not above a double-decker taco. Fuck no. That's what bothers me the most. When people <laughs> act repulsed, um, it's like the faux repulsion that people have about fast food and things. Well, speaking yeah, I mean, of uh, our last topic, Seattle certainly likes to act like it's above fast food. All it has is taco time. Yeah, we like to act like we're above everything. <laughs> I don't think there's been an episode yet where we haven't made fun of Seattle, and it deserves it. You name it. We're above it. <laughs> That's the other slogan. <laughs> Seattle Chamber of Commerce, I'm doing your job for you. You're welcome for all these gold slogans for the city of Seattle. No. You name it, we're over it. And by the way, pray on your own goddamn time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, where we went, like, the most. Oh, other shitty restaurants other than Charcoal Chicken? <clears throat> um, well, Jason's Deli was, like, a post-church <coughs> mainstay. And, I mean, people still go to it now. Like, honestly, if you had to pick a lunch spot, 7 $8 and under for something that's not going to kill you, mm, Jason's Deli probably isn't a... Could have gone to Quan's. <laughs> oh, my God, I forgot about Quan's. <laughs> So Quan's was <laughs> a rotating this sounds cast. Sounds funny. There's, you know what's funny is that like Quan's is a place that you can describe, but you can't describe the feeling that I remember going into Quan's, and that's not going to make any sense. But anyway, Quan's was a Chinese buffet that was like the latest iteration in a rotating cast of restaurant characters in this one space on Jones Road close to the Randalls where we grew up in Jersey Village. I don't even remember what it was before. Maybe it was like a shitty Italian restaurant or maybe it was a different buffet. Honestly, I don't remember what it was yeah, specifically. I, I couldn't tell you. I, yeah, I don't remember what it was specifically before Quan's, but when it was Quan's, it was a Chinese buffet that had certainly everything mom and dad were interested in. But I, what I was most interested in was certainly the frozen yogurt machine. Jason's Deli had one too. Yeah, that was that was the best part of the meal. Uh, that honestly is still the best part of the meal. As a kid, I remember growing up and thinking like, well, Chinese food, like I I never really looked forward to that. Like it was never a thing that I was really super into. What do you remember like really looking forward to and liking when we were in Houston? Uh, I feel like. Uh, at the time, I looked forward to, like, baseball pizza parties, but they were in, like, always ended up at CeCe's, which is, like, the worst pizza in the fucking world. Yeah, it's pizza in a real loose sense. Like, <laughs> there's crust, sort of. And there's... toppings. <laughs> no, I'm right there with you. I remember... Nothing can be said as to the quality of said crust and toppings. When it's $5 a person... You be the judge. Like, you can be as generous as you want to be, but let's be real. It can't be good. And I remember growing up, I don't remember having to, like, 
have my arm twisted to go into your baseball games because of that reason. Like, <laughs> I liked going to CC's just as much as you did. So it was like, <laughs> fuck yeah, I'll sit through a baseball game for three hours <laughs> if it means anything in pizza. Play, I get to play video games and eat pizza. And then they had that dessert pizza. That's the best it gets when you're growing up, when you have no money and no means of being able to <laughs> do what you want to do or anything else other than what you're forced to do. That's the best it gets is pizza, mm -hmm. dessert, and video games. Yep. You got all of those things at CC's Pizza. So. <laughs> <laughs> a, little, a little plug there for CC's. Exactly. <laughs> we'll happily accept sponsorship from CC's Pizza at this point. After shitting Even all over the pizza and saying, as nine-year-olds, we were way into it. Yeah. Very enthusiastic well, about I mean, CC's. Well, I mean, it's got to be great for parents, too, because while they have to choke it down, kids don't know the difference and feed a family of four for about $20. So. Now, <laughs> either of those things could be CeCe's tagline. Kids won't know the difference. <laughs> they really don't. Wouldn't it be funny if places like CeCe's, which own the fact that they have really shitty food that kids will accept, if they just let you bring outside food and booze? Like, adults can just bring a picnic. Yeah. <laughs> And the kids can do whatever they want. Five bucks a pop. Oh, I. That's like any restaurant where kids eat free is suspect to me. Oh, yeah. Like... Are you kidding? Oh, any restaurant where kids are accepted. <laughs> I don't know. Some kids yeah. are better than others. But there's something to be said when, like, I don't know, Brett and I go out to eat, like, once a week. Maybe twice when we're home. And, like, when you go, you just want it to be a pleasurable experience. And Sunday night, we were at this pizza place kind of, like, north of us. And it's, like... <laughs> matter, it's a, matter of fact, it was a CeCe's. <laughs> come to think of it, it was a CeCe's pizza in a strip mall. No, it wasn't. It was this, like, East Austin, you know, local pizza place that... It's, it's as family a place as, I guess... East Austin gets like there's I've seen kids in there anyway there was this family at least there was like three adults maybe a little older than Brett and I and two little kids and the two little kids were like in the booth kind of like bouncing around and like banging silverware on the table and just generally shrieking and being really shrill and I just I understand that as a parent you have to reach a point of saturation where you probably don't notice it as much anymore but other people notice <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> and like just want to have a generally pleasurable dining experience and so when I see parents who just don't give a shit like at all like the level of disruption their situation's mm -hmm. causing like I understand things happen I understand that kids throw fits kids need to be changed things happen with kids but it's like when it's a situation like that where no effort is being paid and these two little kids were of the age where from a disciplinary perspective, you could intervene and like it would be an acceptable, <laughs> nay, preferable thing to do. It's when it's situations like that when I'm just like, oh, can we just not allow kids after 6 p.m.? <laughs> yeah, like I was in a, like I was working on Sunday at some point over the weekend and this kid cried for 45 minutes mm. and the parents did nothing that's it was what, just like <clears throat> it was ridiculous that's the most bothersome thing is when parents do nothing it's like 
even if you're not bothered, at least pretend to be, I don't know, trying to compensate for your kid's behavior and take the kid outside. Like that's the reason why there's yeah. like an outside. That's the reason why mm. there are lobbies and crying rooms and things like that. Like, yeah, it's like, I don't, I'm not suggesting like wailing on your kid, but just <laughs> look, I'm not saying out. beat the kid. I'm just <laughs> saying, <laughs> but yeah, it's like, just take them out of the room for a while and yes. try to like figure out a way to calm them down so that, you're not bothering everybody. Yeah, that's maybe that's what bothers me the most about especially young kids and not even necessarily babies because obviously you're not going to take a baby outside to discipline it or anything. You could take it outside to let it cry, that's for sure. But yeah, yeah that's maybe that's what bothers me the most about little kids that, that won't or refuse to be silent is like they just own the room. Everybody has to fucking pay attention to them. Like, it's... Yeah, I don't know why. They're not doing anything. They're not providing anything. In fact, they're just taking without giving anything. (laughs) Kids are just energy vacuums. (laughs) (laughs) You think about it, it's just a giant energy and money and time suck. Yeah. (laughs) Energy from everybody's perspective, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I know that all of this, this whole diatribe, I don't doubt makes me sound like a heartless shrew. And that's fine. Think whatever you want. I honestly yeah. don't mind. In fact, I like seeing other people's kids. Like my friend's kids, great. Happy you did it. Glad it wasn't me. Yes, it's cute, whatever. But like <laughs> restaurants and public places, just take the kid outside. I just don't understand, like, and maybe we talked about it, this came up recently, um, like people with babies wanting you to hold them. <laughs> yeah. You said you like, just refused. I'm, yeah, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think most of the time it's the parent being like, please help me for a minute. And like, in that case, happy to do it. <clears throat> I'll hold your kid, sure. Not for me, it's like, fuck you. you- <laughs> Me not wanting to hold your kid is the very reason I don't have kids. Yeah. I opted out. No, I'm not holding your kid. Yeah. And like yeah. I said earlier, I just, I guess, never thought of just declining. <laughs> it just seems rude, like declining just a piece wave it of off. <clears throat> yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind. That was like when the, I was talking to a girl that uh, told us she was pregnant. Uh, like she was going to surprise us and somehow somebody else had already found out. So I was aware, but yeah, she was like, I'm pregnant. I just had a complete straight face. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Like, I don't, that's probably not the reaction she was expecting or hoping for, but (laughs) well, like there have been so many fucking people born. (laughs) It's not like, why are we impressed? I mean, no. You want to be wowed. Well, it's not the act itself. Yeah, it's it's like, always because it's your friend or family member or whatever. It's very exciting. In fact, I'm going to a baby shower on Sunday. I wouldn't say it's exciting. Uh, no, I'm with you. It's not an it exciting ex- event. For, yeah, for me, it would be exciting. Like, brain surgery would be exciting. <laughs> it's one of those once-in-a-lifetime life events. <laughs> No, it's very common. I mean, giving birth happens in every country of the world, every day, every hour. 
There's more people being born than there are dying. I mean... Are there? I believe the birth rate is higher than the death rate at this point. Well, <laughs> that's another I mean, thing that's somebody how the else can look that's up. How the that's how the population keeps growing. If that weren't true, the population wouldn't grow. Well, no, I, you're right. What you're saying, I think, is there's just too many fucking people. And I absolutely agree. Well, yeah. I mean, there's... Yeah, there have been more people born probably in this last century than there have been American cars made, which is just ridiculous. <laughs> There's been a lot of bad American cars made, too. So just yeah, imagine there how are many more... shitty people <laughs> yeah, exactly. have come out in the same amount of time. God, mm -hmm. I didn't think about that. No, you're right. Birth, <laughs> birth is a very common event, but when it happens to people that you're close with or in your social circle, it's, it's a whole social rite of passage and event and process and something that I hope to know nothing about in my life, <laughs> to be honest. Like, just not interested. Well, I guess it speaks volumes to my social... I guess it speaks volumes to my social circle. Or maybe it's just the industry I work in. But yeah, I couldn't tell you one person who I would say, you know what, you'd be great parents. <laughs> or you should have kids. Really? Like, I, could, I couldn't think of one. <laughs> actually, actually, my boss would be a good dad. He, they, they could. But yeah, by and large, it's just like, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, it sounds awful, but there was a guy in with his kid, and the, it was, the guy was just ugly. Just <laughs> awful looking. And just like, what how did you look into a mirror and think this was worth continuing? I mean, walk me through your process here. Yeah, like what, what do you have going on that you think so highly of yourself? That it's like, well, America could use more me. Well, that's the problem. I'm make it happen. Most like, people don't get don't. that far or close at all. It's not a, should I be replicating my own genetic code question? It's just like, <laughs> There's no, no thought process. It's just no, biology I guess I happens, worn, and they rolled with it. Yeah, I guess I should have worn a condom, and now we have to start saving this. Well, thing. shit, exactly. Yeah. How could you ever afford to have kids? I just don't see how people make it happen. And well, like you're throwing away like prime years of your life. <laughs> prime years of your life, prime traveling years, things you could be. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then you have kids, and all those other vacations are like off the table. You're stuck going to grandma and grandpa's, and the, yep, who lives? You'll just see family for the rest of your Europe life. Why would I? You know, that's true. Why would I have kids so we could just see family every day that we have off for the rest of our lives? Like, nah. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay on that. Yeah, if we get a chance to do that, pass on that. You ne well, you never told me what your fast food is now. If you do fast food. Well, I, I rarely eat it, but I mean, I'm not above much. <laughs> I'm a it's more of like a proximity thing. Like, I just yeah. don't live anywhere where there is fast food. That's the thing. But, uh, That's just Seattle. I like Wendy's. Yeah, I like Wendy's. And like, uh, I can do Dick's, which is a local... Seattle 
Oh, yeah. Like drive through chain. Dick's Burgers um, are great. Yeah. I mean, usually when I eat food like that, it's like after we've gone like on a hike or camping or something, and it's like some one-off drive through And it's which a I like, small do. town outside of Seattle probably, more often than not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's... which I, I like. I like those places. They yeah. always have damn good milkshakes for some reason, and like the burgers always of good quality itself. So, yeah. It's cheap. Yeah, independent like burger fry and shake joints are usually pretty money. Unless they're fucking it up real bad, which is usually what they're doing yeah. at McDonald's and places yeah. like that. Yeah, like McDonald's and I was never a huge Burger King fan. Like it's not the worst, but there was just never really anything there that was like this is great. Like, I like their burgers, but their fries are lame. I guess you could make the same argument that Wendy's has yeah. lame fries. But Wendy's have a very specific kind of fry. And if you're somebody that likes, like, a thicker, more, like, mealy fry, <laughs> then Wendy's is the way to go. For me, and honestly... they are mealy. <laughs> honestly, for me, McDonald's fries are probably among my favorite. And it's, like, one of the only things I really look forward to at McDonald's. Probably nuggets, too. I like chicken nuggets, well, I think, and I like McDonald's fries. I think we talked about it at dinner when you were here, that when you have curly fries, why are regular fries even on the menu? Right. Like, who's taking regular over curly? Sadist. That's crazy. That's who. <laughs> Somebody who, yeah. <laughs> yeah, has made really, really wrong life decisions and doesn't deserve to even have a choice between regular and curly fries. No, and that's, we went to Chick-fil-A not too long ago, and Brent didn't order any waffle fries. And I was like, you didn't order any waffle fries? Like, that's why you go to Chick-fil-A. Like, yeah. the nuggets are good, but, like, it's not why I go. Waffle fries are why you go to Chick-fil-A. Somebody didn't believe me the other day when I was telling them. Fortunately, there was somebody else there that had experienced this, but I was like, did you ever go to a Wendy's that had, like, the salad and potato bar? And they are like, what? They were probably too young to ever remember like, that. They had, like, a salad bar and, like, all the, yeah, like, all the baked potato fixings. Yeah, I swear, the Wendy's that was right outside of Jersey Village off of 290 and Senate or wherever that was used to be outfitted like that, where it was, like, you know that gold, like, balcony thick piping that you see on cruise ships? Where it's yeah. like, yeah, it's like a, how do I describe this over a microphone? <laughs> you know, like waist to chest high, really thick, yeah, like brass piping with the big knobs on the end of it that's kind of like a banister and, um, yeah, like a chair rail along the side of the wall. But it had like, maybe not plush seating or anything, but like, yeah, there was a salad bar with that whole outfitting and a baked potato bar. And it was more like a sit-down restaurant-feeling place than a fast-food mm -hmm. place. Maybe it's because it had carpet in it. I don't know. There was something definitely all, more... A lot of them have carpet, and they all had that weird sunroom. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that, like, that was part of it, too. Glass. The, the sunroom on the Wendy's, yeah. I remember sitting in there with Mimi at some point in that sunroom, like just the sun beating down on this tented <laughs> sunroom area, having Wendy's with her. Must have been, yeah, baked potatoes and fries or something, but yeah, I distinctly I think, remember yeah. that Wendy's. I think it was like, it seemed like old. 
old people with their more for that very reason. Because there's a sunroom and there's baked potatoes because what is more refreshing in the summer than sitting in the sun and eating a hot baked potato? <laughs> If you're a grandmother who's 89 years old and who thinks ketchup is spicy and gets cold when it's anything cooler than 80 degrees, you will agree with that statement. Yes. Because that place is made for grandparents. <laughs> grandparents in Texas is who Wendy's is made for. You know what Brett got at yep. uh, the grocery store the other day is a gift card to Luby's because I keep joking that he's never been there ever and there's a Luby's in town and I keep saying we need to go and have the full experience by going at 4.30 in the afternoon for dinner and having the Luann platter, dinner <laughs> rolls that are covered in butter, jello, green bean side, the whole works. God, I hate jello. <laughs> dad does too. That's something you share with dad. <laughs> Well, it's not appealing. It's like not even food. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's more of a visual display or a toy than a food. <laughs> Let the record That's what reflect. you should do at your wedding. Just have a... <laughs> a jello bar? <laughs> a giant jello mold. <laughs> a wedding jello mold. <laughs> like three feet... <laughs> no, just make it a mold like three feet high. <laughs> Instead of cutting the cake, the bride That'd and groom. That would be hilarious. Yeah, instead of cutting the cake, the bride and groom step on the side of the jello mold and go. <laughs> <laughs> it just reverberates. <laughs> Maybe it's got some grapes and banana slices in it for good measure. If you're in the Midwest, it's got fruit in it. <laughs> now, everybody, please gather yeah, around for the slice ceremonial. It with like a cheese wire. <laughs> Everybody, everybody gather around for the ceremonial wobbling of the wedding jello mold, and then we'll cut it like a giant cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, I think I'm going to pass on you that. You do it just to piss, to to piss Dad off. <laughs> Have jello? You're like, a jello mold? What the hell is this? <laughs> you want to see a man get... Yeah, you want to see somebody get real baffled. <laughs> Serve jello at your wedding. <laughs> uh, Serve jello at the wedding <laughs> to dad. Jello at the wedding? What the hell is going on? <laughs> somebody catches Bill on camera bad mouthing <laughs> the menu at. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that Carissa gets to meet Bill. Good <laughs> God. It really is like meeting a living legend. Like, <laughs> it's like meeting Bill Brasky. <laughs> he really is. So Bill Hogan <laughs> is a family friend. Our dads were college roommates, and he's somebody that, especially when you describe the antics that dad and he got into, it just he sounds like a made-up person. And he's just mm. one of those kind of larger-than-life people that you just have to meet. You can't really describe. Someone needs yeah. to be shadowing Dad and Bill the whole weekend that they're in town for I the wedding. I probably will be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if only to provide entertainment. I'll be like, Carissa, you're not going to know a lot of people here, and I know it's going to be a pain in the ass to shake hands and whatnot, but we'll just stick with Dad and Bill, and it will be entertaining 
and it will all get through it. That is solid advice. Just listen to whatever's going on on their end of the table, and you will be thoroughly entertained. Yeah. Uh, someone's got to be entertained at this, damn it. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, save the dates are in the mail, so keep an eye on your damn save mailbox. The <laughs> save the date. Well, I'll save it, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Save it big time. Yeah, it kind of feels sometimes like we're waving our fists at our friends, like, you'll be here, damn it. Yeah, I don't give a shit what you got going on. <laughs> I don't care what you're doing. This is what you're doing on this day and this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of food, we still need to figure out what the hell we're doing, like... Because, you know, the night before, it's, like, traditionally, which I don't give a shit about, but traditionally, it's, like, the rehearsal dinner... But there's going to be no rehearsal because there's nothing to rehearse. There's no bridal party. There's no, there'll be no prayer. No, I don't know if you've ever been into a wedding that's got one of those candle ceremonies or like the sand oh, ceremony God. where there's like, yeah, like an empty vase and they're each pouring. Sa- Get out of my face with this sand ceremony. Anyway. I've never even heard of that. Oh, well, I've seen it live at weddings before and it's. They just dump sand out. Yeah, it's like they each have a different color container of sand, and they alternate pouring it in this vase, so you end up with this strata of multicolored sand, and it's supposed to be a symbol for your unit. It's just pointless showmanship. Yeah, that's some new age shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's not part of my religion. Yeah, yeah, if you need to dump like alternating colors of sand into something to prove your unity, I mean, maybe you shouldn't be getting married. Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't be doing much of anything. <laughs> you should be reassessing everything that's going on in your life. No, Brett and I feel strongly about it, and uh, there'll be no sand, no candles, no mentions of God, no prayer, no scripture, no inspirational what have you. Just very. That's, that's what you do. Yeah. You just well, get. Yeah. No, you just get. Uh, Make a big pan of Jello, cube it out, and then have it in a veal and have it be different colors, and then you'll just make a big Jello salad. Or, or have different Jello colors made and have everybody do a Jello shot in the ceremony. There you go. <laughs> Jello shot wedding. Because nothing says classy like stratified Jello shots during the ceremony at your wedding. 